Hi. Hello. Hope you had a good weekend. We're all going back on the boil this week, which, uh, well, that will be nice enough, as long as it's not too hot at night. There's always something to complain about. Uh, name of the decade voting has continued uh, with almost unchanged conversion rates, about which, uh, well, I don't know what our feelings are, to be honest, about that. Maybe we should uh, re-advertise it so it's not just one mention over the course of the week. But, you know, advertising is so vulgar. We'll do the results of the Macadangdang section after the playout music uh, so that you can use that if you happen to want to go to sleep to it. Uh, in Kilburn time, we must be in May 2014. Hello. I know we have a lot of Americans in the audience tonight for some reason. It's nice. I like it. Now, there's not much going on in Kilburn. Uh, no idea why I said that. Uh, actually, Kilburn is aflame with gossip. I had a drink in here, actually, with my friend Ziggy last week, who is... He's one of those people you don't expect to be friends with when you first meet them, if that makes sense. Outwardly, he's this charming, feckless, slightly hopeless, trustafarian character who, you know, he, invite, he invites girls back to his hot tub and tells them he's a radical pacifist. Or, I mean, that's how he used to behave. He wasn't my type when I met him. Not a bad man, but not my type. Uh, anyway, he is now my friend. And we met up and he was totally shattered. Ziggy's wife, Emma, on Christmas Day, gave birth to triplets. And because they were born on Christmas Day, they called them Casper, Melchior and Balthazar. And we called them the three wise babies because we're hilarious. Uh, so that is tiring, obviously. But the icing on the cake is that Emma snores really badly. And Emma's snoring wakes Ziggy up. And then he moves, and sometimes, however careful he is, this wakes her up. And then she gets furious. And a few nights before I met Ziggy, she woke and she said, I can't stand this, you have to go. And Ziggy said, where? And Emma said, are you belittling me because I redesigned the house? The thing about their house, it's this lovely house in West Hampstead, which Emma spent a fortune doing up last year so fashionably that it is already dated and also in such a way that it went from having five bedrooms to having three, which is a nightmare now that they've got these surprise triplets and Marta the live-in nanny. So there's no spare bedroom. Emma said, I don't care where you go. Go downstairs, go outside. I need my sleep. You can't keep waking me up like this. It's like Chinese water torture. Don't you realise I'm a mother? And Ziggy, well, he knows there's no point. So he went downstairs. The next morning, Emma was still furious with him. He didn't have to be Miss Marple. She kept barging into him accidentally on purpose, wherever he went in the kitchen and saying, arsehole, under her breath. But he didn't respond because he's a radical pacifist. And this made her more incensed. And eventually she sort of took a run up and thudded into him and then leapt back and rubbed her shoulder and said, was that supposed to hurt me? He didn't respond. She stormed off. And later that afternoon, he got home. Uh, well, he'd been walking the babies in their pram, a funny three-storied pram like the Red Baron's aeroplane. And she said, 
we need to speak. Ziggy said, okay, uh, I'll just put them to bed. No, Ziggy, that's why we have a nanny. Don't try and run away from your responsibilities to this relationship. Uh Uh-oh, thought Ziggy. He sat down. I've realised something very important, Emma said. Something that changes everything. I'm cursed. Oh, really? Yes, I think it was my first yoga teacher. She was a gypsy. Is that the one you sued when you got carpal tunnel syndrome? Yes, I never knew what she was shouting at me after the court case because it was in Romanian, but I think it must have been a curse. It's the only way to explain why, in spite of the fact that I'm a very giving person, everything I do, everything is instantly destroyed by bad luck that isn't my fault. And Ziggy thought, what, like when you entrapped your first husband by getting miraculously pregnant when you were supposed to be on the pill and then left him taking half of his house and then like when you abandoned your daughter with friends who had to adopt her so you could run away and live with me on my tropical island and how you then found out I wasn't that rich and were going to leave me and then I got a lot more money from an inheritance and miraculously you got pregnant again while you were on the pill and forced me to marry you and I let you do it because I'm such a radical pacifist which is another way of saying weak and pathetic and also, by the way, if this is you saying you want to leave me I will be the happiest man in the world so please let it be that. He didn't say any of this uh, though, he just said, oh, she carried on, I am cursed, Ziggy like a bird of paradise who has one day of life in her beautiful feathers and then dies. I don't think that's birds of paradise, said Ziggy. Don't disrespect me. Women can be scientists too. I'm a feminist. Yes, of course. But also I think it's the male birds of paradise who have the bright colours. Listen to yourself, Ziggy. Do you even understand how ridiculous that sounds? Like, this is not about arguing. It's about moving forward. I think that whatever else divides us, we can both agree that you are too selfish to be a father. No, let me speak for once. You won't ever make a decision, so I'm the one who is forced to be strong. This is the hardest thing I've ever done, but for your own good, because I am cursed, I am going to have to set you free. Now, I've done the maths. Well, don't interrupt. Don't try to bully me. This is the situation. This house was worth three million when we bought it last year, so it's worth four million now. I've seen a house I want in Queen's Park, West Brondesbury Borders, which has five bedrooms, so it can fit the children and Marta, and it will only cost three million, and I already have one million from my old flat, so all I want is my half of this house. Actually, the trustees bought this house, in the name of the children. Legally speaking, Ziggy, I own 50% of the children. Well, Emma, no, I'm sorry. I'm finally drawing my line in the sand and setting it in stone. I already emailed the trustees. You have to stay somewhere else tonight. I'm afraid of what you might do. He didn't know what to say. So he just left and booked into a hotel and he called the lawyers for his trust who are in New York And they went crazy and said they were putting their top litigator on the next plane to Heathrow. And then he went out for a walk and he walked and he thought and he re-interrogated his feelings about Emma leaving him. 
and they were still an amalgam of joy and relief. And he had some tea at an all-night cafe and kept walking, and in short, he walked all night and ended up back in West Hampstead. What are you doing here? You can't see me. It's not legal. We're not allowed to talk to each other. I will get a restraining order. I'm here to talk about the children, he said. I will buy you that house, but I'm taking the boys. You're stealing my children. Do you want the children? Siggy said. They're mine if I want them. I will fight you for the children. What? said Emma. Even Casper? Even Casper. I will buy you the house you want and I will give you an income. Do you want the children? It was the first time in perhaps Ziggy's entire life that he had been steely and Emma was quite taken aback. Emma said, really? You won't leave me bloody Casper? No, I even want Casper. This is typical of your masculine need to win at all costs, said Emma, but she didn't push it. Then she said, if I'm not having the children, I might as well stay here. This house is worth four mi- No, said Ziggy. Okay, but if you take this house, no income. But, said Emma, no, that's my offer. Ziggy's lawyer was furious. You're letting her win, he said. I'm not sure. You're letting her win, he said. I remember he was from America. You're letting her win. I'm not sure he was originally from America, actually. Anyway, I'm getting the children, Siggy said. Even Casper. You're being a dope. She's a doity rat. He was not just American. He was also period. Uh, just joking. That's not what he said. But that was the gist of what he said. I suppose it's a bit annoying that Emma won again. But sort of, you know, she sort of won. She's still Emma, but she likes that. So, OK, Emma won. You ask Emma, she'll tell you she won. But from my perspective, I get to say whatever I like about her without feeling guilty. And so that's good for me. And as for Ziggy, uh, yet more proof that life is very easy if you're incredibly rich, actually. Also, he saved a fortune by not going to court. I'm not saying that's why the trust's lawyers wanted to fight, but uh, some of my best friends are lawyers. The point is, in his friend's patronising opinion, the one time Ziggy stood up for a thing, it was for his kids. And that gives the three wise babies uh, a half a chance in life, even Casper. And that's the news from Kilburn. Right, okay, for music today, we have from uh, Susanna Pierce and Kate Ferguson's Pride and Prejudice, a, uh, a terrific song about how everyone's having an awful time called On My Own. It's We're on the reprise section. Uh, we are trying to get the rights for a few from Sherlock Holmes, the early years. If those ever come, then magnificent. Uh, my favourite line from this one, is not in a stuck in a cave or a mine way. I think that is, uh, that's magic stuff.
is us have a super few days. Be good, be well, be good to each other. Tall Tales out. Okay, sleep fans, I will try and say this in my most boring voice, and not a particularly difficult task, as I'm sure you'll agree. In voting, crucially, I'll start with the headlines, Mahogany Loggins, a beat-out baby swinger. Leela Bossy Knobs were beat uh, solo alone. We're in the Macadangdang region, as you should know. All the details are in uh, the show notes. Uh, Genghis Muskox just held off. Uh, oh no, I tell a lie. Spartacus Bernstein just held off Genghis Muskox after some postal votes came in late. Candida Seasock uh, easily beat Malvina Conflainville, which I'm very disappointed about. I love the name. The more I know the name Malvina Conflainville, the more I love it. But, you know, Candida Seasock, very strong and Candidacy Sock is through to the next round. Uh, Charles Etta Waddles beat Chardonnay Pantastico. Uh, Corno Pronk beat Sicknarf Loopstock. And uh, finally, Jonathan Anomaly beat Pencilman Jeffries. Uh, it was only the one particularly close one uh, this, this round. We are finally going on to the Spaceman Africa region, uh, which... Uh, uh, when voting goes live, uh, probably already has by the time you're listening to this, uh, the important thing to know is that this is the section which has got a lot of the triple-barreled names in it, and the on Twitter, the poll tool doesn't really let you put in very many uh, letters. So for uh, the game, the games, the matchups between Cherries, Waffles, Tennis, and Jasmine, Jasmine, Albuquerque, Croissant, and between Shalom, Dream Peace, Compost, and Making Love, Pretty Fard. And then, for the sake of fairness, between Covoisier, Wantavius, Richardson, and Flavius Coffee, I have uh, put those in uh, the body of the tweet, and the uh, the poll just has their initials. Uh, don't be too uh, frightened. It's pretty easy to work out. Uh, and, uh, I mean, I'm almost tempted to sing a lullaby just for fun. I can't sing. It's uh, it's one of the famous things. It's one of the famous things about me. Uh, but so I, I won't do that. I won't do that. This is us. Out. How 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 could I have been so stupid? <laughs>